You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. TFA fam, what is up? We're here, Robbie and Akash here to give you week one starts and sits, help you with your flex play to win your weeks, and we're here all year to help you win your league, so go ahead and subscribe down below. Robbie, week one, start off with Dallas at Tampa Bay. Yeah, man, so starting and sits, we're talking about flex positions, right? I'm not going to give you that you need to start CD Lambs, your Mari Coopers, your Chris Godwins. No, we know those. We're going to go down to the flex spots. And and guys that I'm going to sit that I normally would start in a better matchup, I'm sitting Michael Gallup and Blake Jarwin uh, just because of how tough this matchup is, right? We have a, a very highly ranked uh, DST in, in Tampa Bay. They return all their starters. So those are two guys I'm sitting on the Cowboys side. The rest of the starters I'm playing, uh, and other than that, um, sitting Gallup and Jarwin. Yeah, and then over on the Tampa Bay side, I would start Antonio Brown if I need a flex play just because the – Bucks are expected to score a lot of points, and if you're desperate for a tight end, Rob Gronkowski could be a solid option if he falls into the end zone a couple times. What do you think about the running backs? Man, I think Rojo is actually going to lead uh, this team in carries with Geo kind of leading in the, in the pass work. And in the game that they should be leading, they should be you know trying to, to run out the clock towards the end. I'm going to start Rojo, sit Lenny, and I will sit Geo because I just don't think the matchup is quite right for Geo. So starting Rojo. Mm, definitely agree there. So moving on to uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, what do you think here? So I'm starting all the studs, obviously, like we said before, Najee, Deontay, Claypool. Um, I'm actually going to sit uh, Juju, though. He was kind of right on the fence for me, but he does uh, make it outside my top 36 wide receivers. So I'm sitting him, sitting Ebron, and I am going to sit Big Ben. I think there's better weeks to come for Big Ben, but not starting off going to Buffalo and facing that defense. Mm-hmm. And on the Buffalo side, they do have a high implied total for Louis, but this one's pretty easy. I'm going to start Josh Allen, start Stephon Diggs. Everyone else, you can pretty much bench. Even the running backs, you face a tough Pittsburgh defense. And until we get more clarity, I wouldn't feel comfortable with either of those running backs there. Yeah, if you had to pick between Singletary Moss, let's say you're in a tough spot, you waited on running back, you need to start one of those two. Who are you going out of those guys? I'd probably go Singletary because equal opportunity, but Singletary getting the edge in passing work gives them a better chance of give you usable points. Yep, but, absolutely. Uh, I'm the same. I'm the same. All right, New York at Carolina. I don't know. You are yeah. Darnold against his old team, maybe? Yeah, man. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the good team. I'll, I'll take the, the Jets here. I, I don't think this game's going to be close. I feel like some people look at this this match and they think it's going to be close. I, I don't think so. The only guy I'm looking to maybe start on the Jets is Corey Davis, but he's even outside my top 36 wide receivers, so he's in a, a deeper league. You start three wide receivers in a flex, you know what I mean, something like that. So you can start him if you're in one of those leagues, but even he isn't starting my normal two wide receivers in a flex league. 
Yeah, Jets have one of the lowest implied totals for the week. They are not expected to be good this week, and I agree with it. I wouldn't start guys like Zach Wilson. Any of those running backs wouldn't start till we get more clarity. But over on the Carolina side, I'd start DJ Moore. I would maybe consider Sam Darnold if I'm desperate for a quarterback stream, but he's not. I don't think he's a good player, so you're just relying on the matchup there. Obviously, he starts CMC. Robbie Anderson is probably more of a flex option. I'd probably bench Terrace Marshall until you see until he gets more worked in because I don't think he makes an immediate impact in the offense. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think people are going to want to start Terrace Marshall just because you've seen a lot of hype, right? But I think he's a fine play in DFS, but not for your standard leagues. Um, I think I'm benching him as well. Definitely. Arizona at Tennessee. I'm uh, definitely loving A.J. Brown and Julio Jones against the depleted Arizona secondary. Their starting cornerback just retired. Also loving some Tannehill, some Derrick Henry. But other than that, there's not really any other options on this team that you even drafted, maybe. Yep, yep. And on the flip side, you're starting your studs, Kyler, Hopkins. It gets a little interesting with the running backs, but I'm actually going to start both of these running backs. I do think Edmonds uh, in a PPR league can do just fine. And I think James Conner in this matchup uh, has a good chance to get a scoring touchdown uh, on the ground. So I think he can get 12 to 15 rushes, find the end zone. So I'm actually starting both running backs, uh, obviously depending on uh, your league format, but I like them both. Yeah, definitely. This one, you got Arizona with the 13th highest implied total and Tennessee with the 4th highest implied Total. So this is going to be a high-scoring matchup. Neither defense is very good, and it could be a big matchup for fantasy. Next, we've got the Chargers at Washington. Uh, Herbert goes up against a tough defense, but I think you still got to start him. Start Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Now I'll probably bench Mike Williams. And then what do you think about the uh, Washington side? Yeah, I think both of these are pretty clear-cut where they're just – there's no real flex plays here. You're either starting them or you're not. The guys you said on the Chargers side for sure, and then Gibson, TMC, Terry McLaurin, and Logan Thomas. I'm not starting J.D. McKissick. I think he's just outside of the top 36 running backs. Mm, yeah, and I'm also benching Curtis Samuel. He hasn't yep. been practicing in a while, coming off the groin injury. Doesn't have – the matchup's fine. It's, it's not bad. It could, it's But I still want to start him just because he was probably outside – you had flex options before, and coming off of uh, weeks and weeks of not practicing, I can't start in week one. Yep. Next, we got uh, Philadelphia at Atlanta. Probably uh, going to be a bad defense on both sides. What do you think? Yeah, man, this this could also be a barn burner. Um, I'm starting Hurts. It's Miles Sanders, Goddard, and I think Devonta Smith is also kind of a, a good flex option. He's a guy that will have a lot of questions on our Start Sit show, uh, our live show tomorrow evening, and I think he's a guy that's going to be right there on the borderline. I would start him in this matchup against a very, very poor Atlanta secondary. He's a guy that I'm putting in the starting lineup. Yeah, over on the Atlanta side, you're starting Ridley. I think you, maybe Matt Ryan's a spot start if you went late at quarterback and you need to have one of the quarterbacks. You have him and another quarterback. This was the matchup to start Matt Ryan. Then you have Kyle Pitts, rookie and tight end. Neither of those help for fantasy very much, but then – you're not, there's not a lot, of, a lot of other options at tight end. If you win Kyle Pitts, you drafted him to start. So I think you still got to start him because this is a pretty bad passing defense. Yep, you're starting him. And I'm also starting Mike Davis. Um, I think he's around a top 20 running back for me. Next, we have Seattle at Indianapolis. Starting your studs in Russ and DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I'd start Chris Carson even against a good uh, Indianapolis D-line just because he's also getting passing work last year. He's He's an underrated pass catcher, so I think that he's, he's not going to be capped by a hard matchup. So you still got to start him, start your studs. 
Yep. I'm sitting Gerald Everett. I think people might want to try and sneak him into the starting lineups. I'm waiting on that. I want to see it first uh, before I toss him into the starting lineups. On the flip side, it's really simple. It's just JT and actually Michael Pittman for me. He slides in as a flex option with T.Y. Hilton out. I think he takes over that alpha wide receiver um, spot for Carson Wentz, who is expected to play. So I will start Pittman in my flex. Would you start Wentz? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think the way they attack this team is, is a lot of groundwork. They want to be kind of a, a ground and pound team, and and I think he could be okay. But he's he's not. I think he's probably like quarterback seventeen for me. So he's not quite cracking the the top twelve for me. Mm, I'm uh, gonna have to maybe a little disagreement on Pittman. I wasn't high on. I'm not high on him as a, as a player. The matchup is there. It's not a bad matchup. It's a pretty good matchup. But I'm not high on him as a player, right? And so I think even with Ty out, you were expecting him to jump over Ty anyway. So that doesn't really move the needle for me. So I'm probably sitting Pittman until you see it first, because he wasn't last year. He wasn't a producer at all, so you could easily get burned by him in week one. Yeah, you absolutely could. I think at some point someone is going to emerge from this offense for for a wide receiver, right? A lot of people like Paris Campbell. He's been injured the last couple of years. Uh, some people are, are going to throw out the name uh, Zach Pascal, who I think is just a guy there. Um, so I, what's that? Michael Strawn there, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's names there, and I think the, the guy I like the most is Pittman, and I do think he can get eight, nine targets in this game. Potentially, potentially, yeah. Naeem Hines is a desperate, desperate start, but next we have uh, Minnesota at Cincinnati, two pretty bad passing defense. Start your Justin Jefferson's, Adam Thielen's obviously great. Kirk Cousins is a, is a stream at quarterback and a desperate play at quarterback because Cincinnati's starting cornerback is out. And so they then you have uh, Dalvin Cook, who you're obviously going to start. And on the, over on the Cincinnati side, how are you breaking down these wide receivers? Yeah, the, the wide receivers get really interesting. I think I like T. Higgins the best. He's going to be a starter for me. Uh, and then you get both Boyd and Chase are kind of in that flex range for me. But I do like Boyd a little bit more. So um, I do have Chase inside my top 36 wide receivers. But if you're having all three of those guys in your top 36, you're going to have to say you have to start Boyd. And I'm not quite there. I just don't know exactly how those targets um, fade out this first week. So I'm going to go Higgins for sure. Boyd would be my next start. Uh, and then Chase, if you're in maybe a little bit of a deeper league. So here's the interesting thing. So Cincinnati has the 22nd highest implied total for the week. So they're not expected to score a lot or be, or be very good in this matchup. Even though the matchup, the defense isn't great, I think I would probably bench Boyd, who I believe is the least talented of the bunch. And so I'm defaulting to the talent of Chase to win out and went out early over Boyd, but it's like the second in this offense. Low projected implied total can support five fantasy options in the quarterback, running back, and three wide receivers. And so I'd probably I'd maybe look to bench Boyd if you have other options. Yeah, it's interesting for me because even though like that you might say the talent-wise, I think just the targets are going to go to Boyd the most, especially playing mm -hmm. in that slot for Joe Burrow coming off his injury, right? He's trying to get the ball out quick. There's They're worried about that line a little bit. I do think he has uh, maybe a volume play, so maybe you have a higher floor, low ceiling kind of situation. Um, so he does slide in there for me as a start, but I can absolutely see the, the sit side as well. He does have those kind of games, definitely. So next we have San Francisco at Detroit. I think Raheem Moser, if you drafted him, this is definitely what, you, what you're going to start him in. Because I think maybe you wait and see I'm not him as a prospect or a player. And so I, even in a good match, I'd probably sit him. I'd start IU because reportedly good to go. Debo's probably on the fringe. Even 
is a very deep league desperate stream of quarterback just because of the matchup. And then on Detroit's side, I, I say the only guys that you're looking at starting, even though Swift's coming off his injury, he's still going to be a start for me. Um, and then TJ Hawkinson, I think, is an automatic start, which we all know. Other than that, uh, I, I can't get too excited. Even about Jamal Williams, um, you maybe want to start him if Swift was out, but with Swift probably going to play, I just don't have the confidence to play him uh, in this matchup against San Francisco. Definitely agree. That's uh, very easy to the very easy to break that down. There's very little starting options on that team. Next, we have uh, on City. You have your three studs and your running back. You're starting Mahomes, Kelsey Hill. You're starting Edwards Hilaire. And other than that, I'm not touching any other option in this offense, no matter what matchup. You're 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 not starting anybody on the other side, or just from the KC side. Just from the KC side. I was going to say, because I like myself some Chubb. Uh, Kareem Hunt is a starter for me. And then OBJ, uh, where I stop that buck is at J Jarvis Landry. He will be a sit for me. Um, I do think, even though there's probably high implied totals, I, I know this over-under is massive in this game. Uh, I, I do like Kansas City's uh, cornerbacks. And so I just, I'm not sure if I trust Landry as that wide receiver too enough uh, for him to jump into a flex spot for me. He's a high floor option in a deeper league but I will be sitting him in a majority of my leagues. Yeah, I believe they have the highest over-under for the week. Kansas City's at one in implied total. Cleveland's at 14. So that gives appeal to Hunt, who's making most of his money in fantasy off of touchdowns. I don't I don't think I'd start him because I'm, pre I'm pretty I'm lower than others on this year on him just because the volume's not lining up with the touchdowns. So I think the regression comes... And last year was barely top 24 in points per game. So I think he could easily drop out of the starting role, just like he's not even a starter on his offense. And, and that's for Hunt, you're saying that for? Yeah, I mean, it feels like this is his type of game. Like, I'm, I'm going to assume um, it could be back and forth, but I'm going to assume at some point the Chiefs are going to be leading, and that's probably just going to take Chubb off the field a little bit more in that second half. So if there's a game where I feel more confident in playing Kareem Hunt, this would be that one, um, as opposed to other ones where I'm probably the same feeling as you, where I'm more likely to sit him in some of those other matchups. The game script's there. So if you're already dealing with injuries early at running back, maybe you lost Dobbins or ETN, yep. maybe you have a spot for him in your roster, but I'd pivot to a wide receiver if you need if in flex, and you probably already have some good, healthy running backs to start over him in your running back slot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we got uh, Jacksonville at Houston. This one's going to be a pretty easy one. I could do both teams in one breath if I wanted to. You start J-Rob and Visca against a bad Texans defense. You're not going to start Lawrence. I wouldn't start him in his in his first game of his rookie season. And then over on the Texans side, there's really no usable fantasy assets in this team other than maybe Brandon Cooks. I'd start him in a good matchup. But these running backs, I would probably bench them until there's a bit more clarity on their usage and their roles. Yeah, this is the game where people will have a lot of questions because I think these wide receivers are all in that flex range, right? Uh, Brandon Cooks, LaVisca Chanel, and I have Marvin Jones actually a little bit higher than LaVisca. I think people are maybe sleeping a little bit on Marvin Jones, especially if you're talking about early in the year. Um, this is a guy, when he's healthy, I think he can produce. And so I do have Marvin Jones just outside of flex uh, spot, but I think in most leagues you can find a way to start him. LaVisca, probably similar situation. I think they're both 
both kind of right there. Cooks, a little bit less confident on him. If you're between the three, I'm going Marvin first, actually, then LaVisca, and then Cooks. Um, and then, yeah, J-Rob's your obvious start I'm running back there. Lower for you, I agree. I'm not very high on Chark. I'm uh, pretty high on Visca. You know, he had a very uh, good rookie season as far as rookie seasons go. Like, you don't need to have production in your rookie season to have a good rookie season. So from there, you have a projected sophomore leap, and these guys can just explode out of the gate. So I'd start Visca. And if he's going to explode out of the gate, this is the defense to do it against. So I'd definitely – I'd probably start him in week one as your flex play. I agree. Against that defense, right, like you're not going to find a much better matchup than the Houston Texans. Exactly. Absolutely love taking a shot on either Marvin Jones or LaVisca. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Next we got uh, Miami at New England. I So Will Fuller suspended, but I still don't like Jalen Waddell. Devontae Parker probably not in this matchup, but then Mike Gesicki, as far as tight ends go, he's really – you draft him to be a starter, you should start him. Tua, I'd probably sit Tua. Because I could see a breakout year for him in the cards, maybe, but this is a definitely a tougher matchup for him. Yep. On the New England side, what do you have? Yeah, on the New England side, I'm starting Damian Harris and I'm starting Janu. I think Janu is uh, maybe the better talent, and then he's also been the one a little bit more healthy, right? They both got injured in training camp, but uh, Hunter Henry really hasn't come back from his shoulder his shoulder injury. So Johnny will be a, a top 12 tight end for me. Um, I, I'm going to sit both Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar. Those are two names people might throw around as a flex option. But man, these corners for Miami are so good. I do not like either one of those options, which just makes me like a James White more. That's a third name I'll throw out to you. I really like James White a lot more with Mac Jones there at quarterback than I did with Cam Newton. So I think he can be really sneaky. He's a name that probably not many sites will talk about where I would have him as a top about 35, 33 uh, running back. Yeah, def- definitely the uh, – I definitely like his outlook a lot more with Mac than Cam, and then the volume helps him. I, do you know which cornerback Jacoby goes against? Because in the slot, I don't think he would get uh, ex- Xavier Howard or Bra- Byron Jones. Would he get Ignogany? This, But even so, is this the matchup to start him? Because I think he's more of a stash. See if the uh, last year's target share wasn't a fluke, right? Right, right. I'm just not comfortable throwing him out right away. We still are talking about a rookie uh, quarterback here. We are still talking about a good defense in Miami, even if his specific matchup uh, isn't that that juggernaut that the other two are on the outside. So I'm still probably fading him um, and the other wide receivers there in New England. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, moving on to Denver at the New York Giants. So I even this is one of the studs that you might have questions about, Saquon Barkley. If he's playing, I'm starting. And it's not a question for me because even with the quote-unquote reduced workload, which I don't even know if we'll see because those things often turn out to not be true, I think you still got to start him because he has a home run potential. He's a tremendous talent. I wouldn't worry about this stuff. And he's the type of guy, if you bench him and he goes off, you're going to absolutely be kicking yourself for it. But then over on the other weapon side, I don't know. Kenny Galladay would probably be iffy for me facing off against a tough Denver secondary, and I bench Daniel Jones for sure. Yeah, I honestly might need to relook at my rankings because I have Galladay at wide receiver 33, but when we talked about Marvin Jones, LaVisca, um, even Brandon Cooks, man, I, I almost want to start those guys over him even though I have um, him a bit higher. I think the reason I do is because we've seen Galladay go off. We know he has, you know uh, – deep threat, um, touchdown potential. 
It's just his offenses look so rough. And, and does, does he mesh with Daniel Jones, especially week one against a tough matchup? I probably need to call him a sit, even though I have him as wide receiver 33 right now. Um, mm -hmm. On the other side of the ball, I do like both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I know the Giants' uh, run defense actually isn't as bad as we look at that Giants team. We're like, man, they're they're bad. Their run defense is actually decent. But I think both of these guys, especially with with the line that the Denver Broncos are building, I think they are both good They have good good opportunity to score a rushing touchdown. And then I'm also starting Judy uh, Sutton and Fant. Actually, I'm starting all three, which um, would make you think I'm starting uh, Teddy. But I just don't I don't trust Teddy to put it all together. But I like all three of those guys individually. Yeah, I agree. You know, you don't have to start Teddy. He's a low ceiling kind of guy. But then over on Javante, I'm not sure. I think I have to take a wait and see approach for him in the early weeks of the season. Melvin Gordon reportedly still the starter, even if Javante is coming for his job quickly. I, it's more of a wait and see for him because, like you said, it's not a cake matchup. So I'd probably sit Javante in week one. Yeah, it, I, if you're having to sit between, if you're choosing between both, you're right. I'll probably go Melvin Gordon by a hair. Uh, but we got to remember, they sat Javante in that preseason week three. They say, hey, we've seen enough. This guy is going to be good. So I think they're going to be split pretty much 50-50. Uh, um, so it's really just, you know, who who busts that one or who gets that touchdown will end up being the better guy. So I like both of them as flex plays. But, yes, if you have to choose between the two, I think for at least week one, I'd go Melvin Gordon. Yeah, definitely. This one's going to be a low-scoring one. You got New York Giants with the 30th highest implied total, so it's the third lowest, and then the Broncos with tw at 22nd. So this one, I'm not sure if you see a lot of production from this one, but definitely the weapons over there in Denver, they can be started. And then you have Green Bay at New Orleans. You have um, – so you got to start Kamara, obviously. Yeah, maybe consider not starting Jameis just because the, he doesn't have the weapons, right? Marquez Callaway, I'd also sit him going up against Jared Alexander as a guy who's never been productive. The only thing we like about Marquez Callaway is the is a camp hype and the preseason hype, right? Going against the top five cornerback in the league, definitely a sit for me. What do you see about Green Bay? Yeah, yeah, just to touch on that, because I know Marcus Callaway is a really popular name right now, and I think people are pushing him up, and, and maybe don't push him up too high, especially in, in a little bit tougher of a matchup uh, defensively. I don't know if Jair, you know, is on him the entire time. I don't know if he shadows the entire time, but still um, – I just I don't think I feel confident enough in Marquez um, starting out right away because right they, they, this offense has lost most of their weapons right they have Kamara and that's about it I don't know if Winston is good enough to overcome that so Kamara will be my only start from the Saints and on the other side you know you're starting all your studs there I think the only one you're questionable about is maybe Robert Tunyon but he still cracks my top 12 tight ends I think the tight end wasteland right um, he's a better chance to score than most of them and that's what you need right from tight end eight to 20 is you need to have that guy that goes three for 30 and, and finds his way into the end zone. So I will start Tunyon as well. Yeah, I like it. And then you have um, Chicago at LA Rams. So two pretty good defenses. You got the Bears with the 30th uh, uh, implied points. And then the Rams are at seven. So it's going to be a big disparity. So I'm probably sitting everyone on the Bears, except for Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. Same. Yeah, and even with uh, – I've seen rumblings about sitting Allen Robinson because he faces Jalen Ramsey. That's not something I would do. You can't say your studs like that. So you, I think you still got to play Allen Robinson, even in a tough matchup. What are you doing with the Rams side? 
Man, I'm trying to talk myself into Tyler Higby, and then I just say start the whole the, the whole gamut. Uh, but maybe in this matchup, I'm going to sit Tyler Higby. I do know Chicago normally performs really well uh, against tight ends. They do have good safeties and good linebackers. Um, but other than that, I'm starting Stafford, I'm starting Henderson, and I'm starting both Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. So I like most of their starters, and I want to talk myself into Higby. He's right there on the fringe uh, mm-hmm. for tight end one there. Last year, yeah, last year the um, Bears were actually really bad against tight ends. I remember saying stream like a guy like Irv Smith against them when they played and then Irv went off. But definitely think that the, uh, their defense, in terms of how good tight ends will be against them, comes back down to earth a little bit and just toughens up a bit. So Higby, who I don't lo- love as a talent, and I wasn't even drafting him close to being a starting tight end in any of my leagues or ranking him that way, I'd probably still sit him in this. Yeah, and then uh, last game, the Monday Night Football game of Baltimore at L- at LV Ra- Raiders. What are you doing here with the a uh, lot of injuries on Baltimore? You still got to start in Lamar. Think against a bad rushing defense, right? Then you have uh, Gus as a possible start. Le'Veon Bell, I'm not sure if he's even going to play if the what the protocols say, but I think Gus should see enough work to be usable in this really easy matchup. And then the only pass catcher starting for the Ravens is Mark Andrews. Yep, that's exactly right. I'm not starting Tyson Williams. I don't think Le'Veon Bell will even be active. And if he was, I'm not even considering that. Uh, but then on the flip side, I will start Josh Jacobs. Um, even though it's a little bit tougher of a matchup, I, it, it's really hard to sit Josh Jacobs. Even with Kenyon Drake in there, um, I still think he is going to be a top 25 back. And then Darren Waller is your automatic start at tight end. Other than that, I'm not comfortable yet starting a Brian Edwards or Henry Ruggs or any of the other wide receivers there. So I will sit the rest of that team. Yeah, you got to sit Derek Carr in this one. It's not a great match. Car is not kind of got to score well in this kind of matchup. So that about covers it for all the matchups. We ran through the matchups one by one. Great. Good luck in week one. You're going to kill it. And make sure to subscribe because we're coming at you all year long. We got start sit. We got waivers. We got streams. Everything you need to win your league right here on the Fantasy Authority YouTube channel. So go ahead, hit subscribe, and let's win some leagues. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? 
We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.